0: What's up everybody? This is Stompy at FF Stompy. Superflex Super Shows is doing three live shows for the draft. How exciting is that? You're going to see my pretty face, you're going to see John's pretty face, you're going to see James the Brain's pretty face, which is all very rare. We have a bunch of awesome guests coming on on all three days. Day 1, James has already talked about. Day 2, John has already talked about the Superflex Super Dude, and day 3, we have Miguel Chapton. Matt Hicks and Pete Lawrence coming on to talk about rounds four through seven and then we're going to go through a live mock draft right after the actual NFL draft so stay tuned for that that'll be awesome we will be sending out the YouTube link right before the draft on day one so pay attention to that come join us come ask questions come make fun of us do what do what you will Uh, and we're just going to do some instant live reaction stuff, uh, look at fantasy relevant picks. We may even go over some IDP players because I actually know what I'm doing when it comes to IDP, and the other two guys don't. So what will I be looking for in the NFL draft? First and foremost, my first-round Superflex rookie rankings go as follows. Kyler Murray, obviously, no matter where he goes, whether it be Arizona, Oakland, um, any other place, in those top five, he's going to be the starter. They're not going to be taking a early pick on a QB to not make him the starter. So he's automatically going to be the 1.01 or should be the 1.01 in super flex drafts because he is a starting QB right away. Number two is pretty chalk. Nikhil Harry. I think he is the best wide receiver in this class has three monstrous seasons, has an early breakout age. He's going to be a monster in the NFL if used correctly. Number three, AJ Brown. I think he actually could jump Nikhil Harry if he lands in the right spot. A.J. Brown can play both inside and outside. He was dominant in the SEC, better than his more hyped, I suppose, teammate in D.K. Metcalf. Uh, if he lands on a in a place that will use him as a big slot receiver, look out. He's going to be a monster. Number four, Hakeem Butler. This is a little bit of a leap for some people. Hakeem Butler had a monster of a season in 2018. Uh, Matt Waldman kind of compared him to Calvin Johnson. Now he's not exactly Calvin Johnson, and actually he's been working out with Calvin Johnson this offseason. He's just that kind of freak athlete. He's huge. He's got a a big speed score. He's athletic. He's got a wide uh, catch radius. So look out for him again. Could end up being. The top wide receiver in this class, when all said and when all is said and done, number five. Uh, I'm also deviating a little bit here. Is my first running back off the board, and that's actually Miles Sanders. A lot of people like Josh Jacobs here, David Montgomery. Miles Sanders is great in his own right. I think he's just been living in the shadow of uh, Saquon Barkley, but he put up a great season last season. Not nearly as good as Saquon Barkley, but he, like I said, has been great in his own right. He was a five-star recruit out of high school in Pennsylvania. I think he was Mister Pan- Pennsylvania. Uh, football so I think if he lands in the right situation say Kansas City say Tampa Bay say Houston and can become the RB1 he will be a very productive running back in the NFL number six uh, David Montgomery second running back off the board he has been compared to Kareem Hunt and it's a lot to do with his good all-around game but he has fantastic contact balance I believe he led the NCAA in missed tackles last season and I don't see why he can't be productive in the NFL. He can catch the ball. He can make guys miss. He stays upright when he's hit. He's going, again, another running back that's going to be fantastic in the NFL. While the the running back class isn't elite by any means, it's very deep, and they have some very good players. Uh, Number seven, here's another surprise. My QB two is Will Greer. Will Greer, I think, is underrated. He had a great senior bowl. He had a great pro day. He had moments of elite play in college. Now, there are also moments of disappointment, but he has the traits to be a fantastic QB. And he ultimately, and, and this isn't, <laughs> I don't think this is saying anything about Kyler Murray, but he ultimately could be the best quarterback quarterback in this draft. And that's more about him being a good pocket passer and Murray being more of a, an athlete. Number eight, my the best tight end in this class, in my opinion, T.J. Hawkinson. He may not be as athletic as Noah Font, his Hawkeye uh, teammate, but he's probably got better hands. He may not be as good of a route runner, but he's got. But he is a much better blocker, and I think that will get him on the field a lot earlier. So, I think. TJ Hawkinson, while he may not make as big of an impact, or he actually, he will be on the field earlier. So he might have more of an impact than Noah Font. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes and if he can get into those starting snaps right away. Number nine, of course, we talked about Noah Font. Noah Font's right behind him. He's an athletic freak. Uh, He's basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. I don't think you're going to go wrong either way here, but no font is more of the route running slot type tight end where Hawkinson is more of the blocking inline tight end and Hawkinson will likely see more snaps earlier on. So that's why I have Hawkinson above font. Number 10, Josh Jacobs. I'm a little bit leery of Josh Jacobs just because he doesn't have the profile, the production profile in college. He was sharing snaps with guys like uh, Damian Harris. And I don't know what that means. It could be just an Alabama thing, or it could be a Josh Jacobs thing. I, I don't know. And that's why I have him a little bit lower down on my list. He looks fantastic on tape. He he's an okay athlete, but he's a great pass catcher. And if again, another landing spot dependent guy, where if he lands in the correct spot, say with a, uh, like, like I said, Kansas city or Tampa Bay, He's going to jump up boards just because he's going to get that opportunity. Number 11, Dwayne Haskins. I'm a little bit lower on Dwayne Haskins than most. He's got some uh, timing issues, in my opinion. And I think that he has a lot more questions, I suppose, than people will say that he does. So while I think he's probably going to be a starter in the NFL, I wouldn't be surprised to see him struggle early on. So that's why he's down on my draft board. And number 12, this is going to be a little bit of a surprise, Miles Boykin. Now, he also is a guy that didn't have a fantastic production profile in college, but he exploded during the NFL Combine. He was great during the four-yard dash. He was great during the 20-yard shuttle. He was great during his three-cone. He also... Is able to run routes inside and outside, unlike guys like DK Metcalf, who were used primarily on the outside on one side of the field. Boykin was used on both sides of the field. He's able to use his speed on the outside. He's able to run the routes on the inside. And he is going to be a surprise, I believe, in the NFL for whatever team takes him. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver, uh, much like Dante Pettis last season, where a lot of people were down on him, but he was taken in the second round because he could do everything, and I think that's where we're what we're looking at in Boykin, so watch out for him. Uh, so you heard a few guys that could jump up my boards. A.J. Brown could become the wide receiver one. Hakeem Butler could become the wide receiver one in the right uh, situation. Uh, Miles Sanders could jump up. David Montgomery could jump up. Josh Jacobs could jump up. Again, this is a class that is very dependent on landing spot. Uh, And then Miles Boykin, I think could jump up fairly high as well. A guy that's not on my top 12, Rodney Anderson could also jump up and he and and I think that's just due to first off landing spot. Obviously, that's what we've been talking about. But a lot of people say that he could have been the RB one in this class had it not been for three devastating injuries in college. Injuries aside, he is a fantastic player. And if he, again, lands in a place that needs a running back like Kansas City that um, uses that running back on all three downs, then watch out. He could definitely jump into that top 12. One guy I'm really excited about that is a sleeper, in my opinion, is Ashton Doolin. Now he played at a D3 college. So we have to take his production with a grain of salt. But he dominated. He has... He, like... Nikil Harry has a, a fantastic breakout age, uh, dominator rating, and he's and he's quick. He he did well at the combine, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes if he gets a chance on as a wide receiver three on a team. I think he could impress. It, and and there's a lot of um, speculation that he probably won't get drafted. He could go as an undrafted free agent, but. If he gets that chance, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what he can do in the NFL. Uh, Again, we are going live uh, this weekend for the NFL Draft. And if you don't agree with my top 12 or John's top 12 or James's top 12, come tell us why. Tell us who your top rookies are. Where do you want them to go? Come join us live in our chats. Watch us have fun trying to break down some of these picks on all three days. Uh, Again, we will be sending out that YouTube link just before day one. Come talk to us. Uh, also, remember to follow us on Twitter at Show to look out for those links. Follow me at FFStompy. I hope to see you there on Thursday night. We'll talk to you later.